Hey everyone, this is Evan McLeod, and you're listening to Sportsverse. A little disclaimer about the episode you're about to listen to. This episode was recorded on night two of WrestleMania. Uh, this is April Armageddon, our version of March Madness, uh, on WrestleMania moments and WrestleMania highlights and storylines, our version to get to the number one moment, highlight, storyline, whatever you want to think of, to get to the number one. I will say, there's a lot of arguing. There could be a lot of swearing. There could be a lot of I hate you moments while you're listening to this. Full disclaimer, we had a few few technical difficulties um, getting this up. Uh, it was thought that it got posted and it didn't. Um, it's an okay thing, so we're a little late getting this up to you. But I hope you like this episode. I hope you enjoy this episode. Like it, share it, give it five stars. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anchor, or wherever you listen to any of your fine-ass podcasts. And now, it's time not to play the game, but to listen to Sports First. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am your hostess with the mostest. I am the icon, the main event. Oh, I'm stealing Shawn Michaels' tagline right now, because we're in WrestleMania weekend. I am the host. I am Evan Cloudy, and you're listening to Sportsverse. And to my right, again, in this part two, I said part two, of this April Armageddon bracket that we're running, I have to my right, my friend, my confidant, the host of Films of Fury, my friend, Sergeant Fury, Dan Robinson. You know what? So far, uh, this has been a really fun uh, bracket to do, and I'm ready for night number two. And to my left, and to my left, I have the man in the kitchen, the man with the plan. He's dancing, he's driving, he's juking. He is the one, the only Cyclone Jones. Why does a black man got a jive in juke? Uh, that's what I was wondering. That's racist. I mean, you're in the kitchen right now, cooking. But you know what? You know how I do. Let me introduce myself. Ladies and gentlemen, you know me, I know you. We know each other. Cyclone Jones! Hit the building, baby! (laughs) Jeez up. So we're on to Sweet 16... And I'm pretty sure we're going to make it to the Elite Eight and to the Final Four and to the number one WrestleMania moment, angle, match tonight before 7 o'clock. I think we can knock this out in a half an hour because, I mean, we had a long, long 32 yesterday. So, I mean, either Dan's going to get angrier as the night goes along, though. Hey, hey, you know, all I have to say is I got my I got my network on right now. I got my beer in my cup. You know, I mean, let's... I'm. I'm intrigued to see what more Cyclone has got to say because Cyclone gave some very good feedback on his choices. And, I mean, Evan, you did all right. But, I mean, after that racist spiel you just gave with Cyclone chucking and jiving, I'm ready to see what Cyclone has to deliver. This I is, mean, didn't, um, didn't you like Slick back in the day? That's racist. I, I, I did like Slick, actually. Yeah, I, he, I love his theme. Yeah, he was pretty no. good. He, he is pretty awesome. I didn't like him. You don't strike That's what WWE... Gave all the black people all of the junking and jiving parts. Well, what about Akeem? Look at Kamala. (laughs) What about Akeem? 
I mean, Hakeem, Hakeem was a play on it. They, they made joke of it, but he, he clearly did the part well. Don't get me wrong. White people. I mean, he, he, he shook and jived with the best of them. <laughs> I oh, missed no, that dance. Let's not, let's not go there and not, 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 not remember that WWE back in the 80s was strictly racist. Let's come on. Let's call a spade a spade here. I'm not going to deny. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah. So, so again, I will be your new jack for the, for the podcast <laughs> and tell a lot of motherfuckers off and tell the truth and dare somebody to fucking stop me. So what's funny is the Southern State, the Southern promotion, WCW, was not them because they crowned Ron Simmons heavyweight champion. Yeah. No, because they, they knew. They couldn't do it. Not down there. With that being said, let's move on to round two, Sweet 716. Round two, I fight. I, I almost, I was contemplating on, on giving you guys a lifeline to bring back someone. And then I said, nah. <laughs> because it's more fun. All right, so matchup number one in round two of the Sweet 16. It is... Ranking number two, the Luger WrestleMania 10 build, where Bret Hart ends up becoming WWF champion, and the build to get there versus WrestleMania 6, the Ultimate Warrior winning title. What you guys got? Who won first? I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go with Ultimate Challenge. Ultimate Warrior beating uh, Hulk Hogan for the uh, WWE Championship. And you know what? Um, I, I'm sorry. The Luger build was a, a very long story for a disappointment when in three months' time, from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania... They made you salivate at the idea of Hogan Warrior. So I'm going with that one. Yeah, I was going to say the same exact thing. There, there's no, there's just hands down Hogan Warrior with that one. Okay, it's a clean sweep because, you know, as much as I like to build to Luger, the Lex Express. The Lex the Express, bit, baby. The build for Brett versus Owen, I mean, and, and to give... You know, it Brett becoming the guy. Um, still, Warrior beating Hogan at WrestleMania six still holds a very big deal in, in, in my my mind. To to me, that there, there's an everlasting impression with that moment, especially when Hogan, you know, he's, he, uh, Hogan raises his hands and hands him the title. So, moving on to matchup number two. WrestleMania 2000 Triangle ladder match Edge and Christian The Dudleys and the Hardys Taking on The Taker Streak See now this is where Stuff gets harder Yeah that's exactly right Because in your gut you're like I like this way more But all of our choices culminate to this Exactly The choice that we made through the choices that were made through choices Exactly (laughs) <laughs> this is why I did this. To really mess with you guys. <laughs> I mean, this is going to take... This is... Oh, wow. I can go first.
first. I, I'm going to be point blank. I'm going to take WrestleMania 2000 triangle ladder match. Um, as much as I like the Taker streak, the streak did end. Okay. At the end of the day, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, the Hardys set up the future, which would become Money in the Bank. So I mean, that really gave, you know, that started a a match in WrestleMania lore. I mean, because at the end of the day, for a long time, you got a ladder match and have continued to get a ladder match at WrestleMania. And to me, it really it started at WrestleMania 10, but but WrestleMania 2000 kind of gave you, okay, this match might have to happen every single year now. Right. I mean, like you said, um, with Taker's streak, it did end. But this ladder match was phenomenal. Not to play on words with Taker, but it was phenomenal. Not phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, there was there was ladder jumps, hanging spears. You, you can't top that. So I'm going with the triple threat ladder match. Dan? Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck you both. Uh, because in my opinion, uh, the streak. Let's let's look at the list. Let let's go to all the way to twenty. Okay, Punk, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Edge, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, Ric Flair, Kane. You, you know, super Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Jake the Snake Roberts. These are not, Diesel. Fucking big boss, man. These are names that in one way, shape, or another... Giant Gonzalez. Dude, don't fucking... Okay, fine. Every every shining moment has a turd. There have been fucking shitty money in the bank matches. I just said... Are you fucking shitting on the legacy of Superfly Jimmy Snooker, you little Irish prick? I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. You... Yeah, well, it no, does. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I chose triple threat ladder match, but fuck you. You're not considered disrespect Jimmy Snuka. Thank you. Thank you, motherfucker. So here's my thing. You look at the 20 matches and you look at the laundry. Dave Batista. You can't fucking argue that the Batista match at WrestleMania 23 wasn't the highlight of that goddamn show. So you know what? But they For- also forgot that he beat Triple H. No, no, no. They did they not for mention that he beat Triple H before. They didn't need to. See, here's the thing. You, the whole premise behind the streak. But he, that was the build up. He was talking, I'm going to beat streak. But, but you have to remember, oh my god. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the history lesson. Like, I didn't know that shit, alright? Heading into it. Like, every motherfucker sitting in the audience that night didn't know that fucking shit. We all knew their match at WrestleMania 17, which, by the way, last show, I said was fucking probably the best WrestleMania we'll ever get. Fucking curtain jerk to main event. Okay? That fucking no-DQ street fight that it ended up becoming was fucking one of the best matches of Undertaker's career, and it put Triple H on the match to let the map to let everyone remember that Triple H was a fucking phenomenal wrestler. But, for my money, the streak made, was, became an attraction of WrestleMania, where the triangle ladder match, yes, it got you know, a fucking pay-per-view, and it may have spurned money in the bank, but there have been some shitty fucking ladder matches 
but the I streak is the streak. I don't think there's been a shitty ladder match, especially Money in the Bank ladder matches. I think they've all paid off, even when you had Finley. Dude, I was there at WrestleMania 26. That fucking Money in the Bank ladder match sucked dicks. <laughs> what did you do? It, it sucked dicks. <laughs> so, so you're not going to say the Taker handicap match that became a tag match didn't suck dicks. You mean the tag match that became a two-on-one no. that had no yeah. motherfucker are you arguing are you arguing with me he did but it was a fucking tag match that became a two-on-one handicap match that had one of the coolest undertaker entrances at that time whether we like limp biscuit or not that was his iconic fucking entrance at that time it was his iconic entrance as the american badass big evil uh, we might shit on Limp Biscuit now in hindsight, but then again, we also shit on a lot of the artists that they fucking had at WrestleMania. Listen, I still like Limp Biscuit, so. Well, you on. would, you red cap wearing motherfucker. Actually, I'm wearing a backwards cap right now. <laughs> exactly, dickwad. <laughs> so I guess it's two against one. I know. Triangle ladder match moves on. You know, seal. Hold on, hold on. If if you're gonna tell me to eat a dick, uh, can it be a seal penis? Because in in Eastern Asian medicine, uh, dried seal penis ground up in your tea helps with you getting uh, your wee wee hard. And this is why I went. And this is how I went to college. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Yeah. That, that's the gimmick match versus a real match. Zack Ryder. Okay, moving on. Number four. Macho retires. Versus at WrestleMania 7. Versus Mickey James and Trish WrestleMania 22. This is good right here. Yeah, this is a Dad, good... Is your turn to go you know, um, as much as I would like to say Trish versus Mickey... Okay, and it, it, in the in the annals of history for for WrestleMania women's matches, it's probably the best. Okay, I mean, it, it, it is. Um, I didn't say anal; I said annals. You sick pig. I know. I will. I'm. I will have to say that the Warrior versus Macho match for my money. Is still, and I mean, I'm sorry, sitting at home right now, Tylicious is probably like, if this motherfucker doesn't say, Macho Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come through this podcast device and punch Dan in the dick. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for my, for my money, that is still the most emotional, one of the most emotional moments in uh, WrestleMania history. Yeah, yeah. Compared to, compared to the match that it's up against. Trish Stratus and Mickey James can't compare to that. Not to what they built, you know. And you and and I hate to I hate to cut you off, but what people seem to forget about that the match. Let's talk about match quality. 
Macho Man gave the Ultimate Warrior five elbow drops in a row, in succession. Just elbow drop, elbow drop, elbow drop, elbow drop, elbow drop. And Warrior kicked out when he finally went for the pin, which made it such a bigger deal when Ultimate Warrior finally, you know, prevailed against Macho. I mean, I will flat out say I, I give Macho retires. That's clean sweep. Uh, still to this day, one of my favorite matches to watch. Um, Macho had the greatest entrance for Macho King at that time with him and Queen Sherry and the Elizabeth. Um, so, moving on to number five. Oh, number five, WrestleMania 13. Hart Austin versus WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. Brett HBK. Ooh. Ooh, you're a bastard for that Listen, these were picks we all made. So I if know. I'm a bastard, you guys are bastards. But still, you saw before you brought it up to us that this could be, <laughs> this could be the outcome. So you're I the mean, bastard. Yeah, I mean, but there was other outcomes. I'm sitting here and rewriting everything out. I'm like, man, I should have put this here in the bracket because this probably would have been better against this, and this one could have made it to probably the final four. But now, like, I'm looking at the brackets, and I had an idea of who could move on. I'm like, ooh, there's some stuff that I would like to see in the final four, if not, you know, the the, the last two. But I don't think I'm getting them to the final four. Well, who's taking this one? You know, I'll I'll, I'll run at it. Uh, I'll take a stab at it. You know, you had the passing of the torch so in WrestleMania 12, okay? But it didn't win the Monday Night War. Okay, you have to remember... I don't think I was passing the torch, though. It was supposed to set up a bigger future. But you have to remember, at that time, Nitro was not even a year old. And then within a few months, WCW for 83 weeks just whooped the ever-loving piss out of WCW, or out of WWF. Sean was the, the figurehead at the time, Sean and Brett. Um, I think that Sean's title run and his championship uh, reign, reigns at that time, um, did not pay off following that match because WCW you know with Sean as the 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 guy still dominated WWE Austin on the other hand following WrestleMania 13 the tide started to shift where the product was better on WWE but I think fans were uh programmed at that time to turn into W tune into WCW but I think the lasting implications of Stone Cold Steve Austin's title run, which really started to escalate at WrestleMania 13 after Brett, is way more important than WrestleMania 12. So, you're taking... Uh, I'm taking Austin Hart. Okay. Um, it's funny because the Bret Hart and Michaels match was an amazing, amazing match. And I think the reason why, because that kind of started the Monday Night Wars. Am, am I not right? Am I wrong? Uh, 
Yeah, I want to say shortly after. Yeah, shortly after it did. And uh, I no, think the no, reason no, why. No, oh, the only reason. No, no. Because I think the Monday Night Wars really picked up when NWO got there. Right. Yeah, which was July of two, uh, 1996. Yeah, right. so I mean, right. you had WrestleMania 13. That happened. I don't think Hall and Nash went in until after WrestleMania 13. Or were they on right. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 12? Because WrestleMania 12 was Undertaker versus Diesel. And it was May. Uh, beginning of May, when both of their contracts were set to expire. No, because WrestleMania 13s were, it's Michael's first, it's LT. No, right. WrestleMania 11 was LT. WrestleMania oh, yes, 12 sorry, was... Mu- was Yes. Yep. So, with, with that being said, I, I think it was one of the footstones for the Monday Night Wars. And when, when Brett spit on Vince, like when, when the whole match went to shambles, you know... And you spit on Vince, and everybody's yeah, that's, that's, that's Summers. That, that's Montreal. That, was that? that? Yeah, that no, no. When that's Vince, it. no, when Vince got spit on, got yelled at by Brett after the steel cage match. Is that what you're talking about? No, he's talking no, about no. That, that was the Iron Man match. No, no, he did not spit on Vince until the after that. That when that was the build up. That was the when Sean beat him. We hocked the loogie on him. That was right. when he went to WCW. The Iron Man match, he didn't, he didn't go to WCW because uh, Brett ends up... Uh, uh, who ends up beating Sean for the title? Because Brett gets the title back and feuds with Austin for that while and has the title. And then Brett and Sean, end up, Brett and Sean gets the belt back when he beats Brett for the title. Uh, then so, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong the match then. That, that was the start of yeah. DX right there. Cool. Right, I'm thinking of the wrong match. This, this oh, wow. 60 minute Iron Man match. White, white tights, white and gold tights. Uh, Sean yeah. Boyhood Dream. Uh, Jose Lothario is in Sean's corner. Uh, yeah. Brett does walk out, though, after the match, angry, which sets up the Bret Hart, like t- teasing the heel, heel turn for Brett, though. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, didn't you know what? Like, like, I. Completely picturing the wrong then. So, with that being said, then um, I'm gonna have to go with Stone Cold. Stone Cold and Brett, like like Dan said, you know, Stone Cold took the took the reins and ran with it as as champion and made himself a um a a, a cornerstone in WWE. You know, you can't go anywhere without somebody giving the middle finger in the WWE ring. You know, or wrestling in general. Period. So, I'm I'm going with Stone Cold. I'm not letting it be a clean sweep as much as I love the image of Stone Cold in the sharpshooter, blood trickling down his face. My God! My God! The proverbial crimson mask! Yep. Uh, I still... The Iron Man match, that moment, the build-up to get to that match, the training montages they had with, you know, Michael's jogging and, and interviews and Brett jogging and Brett going back to the, the dungeon. Like, it just, it, it had more than that Austin Hart match. Um, there wasn't a lot of build-up to Austin Hart. There was a match at WrestleMania 13 that they had just had a match uh, where Brett beat him at SummerSlam, I think it was. And they rushed back to that match because everyone liked that match again. And, uh, but I just, I think... There's just something about the Iron Man match. 
But when you really think about it, 60-minute Iron Man match, you, you start looking at now, 60-minute um, Iron Man match, I mean, you look at the main event for any, any pay-per-view, it's almost going close to 30 to 40 minutes. So, I mean, but the difference is it's as many pinfalls as you can get. Uh, I, I still will sit with the Iron Man match, but with that being said, Bret Hart and Austin moves on in the bracket. So, uh, next you, up is Rock You, you said all of that just to lose. Yep, damn right. Okay. <laughs> Rock Austin, no DQ, WrestleMania 17. Um, and versus Jericho, Triple H. WrestleMania 18, Universal Title. Uh, not Universal, Undisputed Title. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Am I taking this? I, I'll start. I'm going to go Jericho I mean, Triple H. I, mean, I, I did start talking and just stopped. I know, so. I know that's why I, st- I got quiet. I'm going to go Jericho Triple H. Uh, I like the Rock Austin no DQ match. I enjoy their matches against each other. Um, I still enjoy Triple H's comeback, um, and that led into, I mean, the, that ruthless aggression era. I guess you could say. I'm gonna go with uh, as much as I am a uh, Jericho Mark, and we all know it. Uh, I'm going to have to go with um, Austin Rock 2 on this one. And if you want my reasoning behind it, I, I will reiterate what I said yesterday. The This was the first WrestleMania after the purchase of WCW. This was the end of the war. This was a celebration on many levels. And you had the two biggest stars, you know, two out of the four on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling in WWE. Uh, in the main event once again following Stone Cold's neck surgery. I mean, as cool as Triple H's return was, for my money, Austin is always going to be bigger than Triple H as far as popularity uh, goes. And this, The Rock is The Rock. I mean, The Rock 32. Yeah. With me being the deal breaker, I'm a huge Rock fan. And Rock and Stone Cold was amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Triple H and Jericho match. But Rock and Stone Cold, I'm, I'm just a Rock fan. Like, okay. I, I, I emulate the Rock sometimes in my matches. And in the bedroom. The you lay the uh, smackdown from what I hear. I mean, you, you boast about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, sometimes he, he looks like he's smelling in the air, too. Yep. I sure do. That's filthy. <laughs> it's his upper lip that smells. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, move, moving on, moving on. Rock Hogan, WrestleMania 18 uh, versus Kofi's title win at WrestleMania 35. Oh, this one hurts, don't it? Uh, say that one more time. My audio cut out for a second. Oh. Rock and Hogan, WrestleMania 18, versus Kofi's title win at WrestleMania 35. That one hurts. <laughs> this one doesn't hurt. He just hates it because it's Rock and Hogan. Because we we, <laughs> we voted against him on this one. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna take this one. Um, 
you know, it's it's going to be. It sucks having to say this. Okay, it sucks. It sucks having to say this. Kofi Kingston winning the title. Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm sorry, for my money. Yes, Rock and Hogan are two out of the four on Mount Rushmore, but for I'm sorry. Um, I, I like I said the other day that that was not the match I gave a shit about that year at WrestleMania. Kofi versus Daniel Bryan was the match I gave a shit about at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what? Um, to go second, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Kofi Kingston's match was an amazing, amazing match, amazing story to build up that man to get him to where he, you know, should have been a long time ago. You know, when he did the Jamaican accent and crashed in RKO's, you know, sports car, you know, the horrible Jamaican accent he did. You know, he should have been a champion. Boom, boom, boom. Come <laughs> you on. Know, you don't miss the boom drop? Trouble in, in paradise, in, man. In, in all honesty, I believe that the New Day is something that they tried to bury Kofi and Big E and Elijah Woods with. They tried to bury him. And they turned it into something huge. You know, I just not to cut you off. So I was just listening to uh, Up, Up, you know, Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, New Day's podcast. Yep. And the funny thing, what you just did, is exactly what everybody in America does to Xavier Woods. I know, yeah. But what did I say? <laughs> Elijah. Elijah, yeah. People, he, was... he, said, he said that people go up and be like, yo, <sighs> Kofi, yo, Vicky, and hey, man! Yeah, I'm back <laughs> Xavier Woods, and you know it, it's funny because my son's name is Xavier, so I have no idea why the hell I, I said Xavier Woods. I mean Elijah Woods. I should have known that. My bad. You know I'm drunk and high, and I still know this shit. So I mean I'm not making comments here. Xavier Woods, when you listen to this, my bad, dude. My bad. I apologize. That's on me. My bad, guys. My bad. Dude. In the words of Mark, my bad, guys. So. But I, I honestly believe they gave them that gimmick to to push them out, but they turned it into gold. Um, so with that being said, Rock and Austin is that match that, that I talked about yesterday, or the last podcast, is the match that passed the torch from my generation of Hulk Hogan to the generation at that time, The Rock. It was amazing. It was awesome. However, my money goes to Kofi. All right. So, you know, it doesn't matter what I, as Rock says, it doesn't matter what I say. Um, I'm going to go with Kofi, too. Um, I I love, the moment will forever be in my, etched in my mind, Hogan Rock, the stare-off. Um, and, and part of me wants Rock Hogan to move on. Um, but I think the story that you got out of Kofi, um, gave you more. Uh, even though there really was a story with Rock Hogan, but there was, you know what I mean? Like, like you kind of got, you didn't need them to ever interact with each other because they were never there at the same time up until that moment. So the moment you got at WrestleMania, 
was when NWO Hogan came into the WWE to kill my creation. I'm going to bring the end. Uh, um, and, and I think in hindsight, I don't think Vince planned on Hogan getting the reaction that he did. I think he expected the NWO to get food and, and for WWE crowd to treat the NWO the same way the WCW crowd. But the reality is those three guys were mainstays in WWF. Okay? So when they went to WCW, when the outsiders were there, they were looked at as WWF guys invading WCW. When Hogan joined, it just gave them more of a reason. Because they didn't like Hogan down there to begin with. The fans down south. Because he was a Vince guy. Whereas coming back home, how are the three of them? You really like the three of them. You, Everybody loved the NWO by the end of its incarnation in WCW. But Kofi's title man. I mean, is there really anything less that you can say about it? No. But we're going Kofi. Clean sweep. Upset, too. Because honestly, I thought, thought Rock Hogan was going to move on. But I agree with everything you guys said about Kofi. And the last matchup in this Sweet 16, Gimmick Battle Royal with Iron Sheik winning at WrestleMania 17. Cheeky baby. Cheeky baby. Versus HBK. And Undertaker at WrestleMania 26, the retirement match. We can clean sweep this one, right? Yeah, let's just, let's just, I hate to say this the way I'm about to say it. Let's just get rid of the Iron Sheik and let's move on to the next round. Because if anyone, if anyone on this podcast were to say anything but the retirement of Shawn Michaels, and I would, I would find you and I would skin you and wear you in, as a Halloween outfit. Good, good, good reason. I good thing there's a mute button. Anyway, <laughs> all right, we're on to the elite eight, boys. Are you guys ready for the next round? Yeah. All right. So, first matchup: Warrior title win, WrestleMania six, triangle ladder match, WrestleMania two thousand. Oh no! Edge and Christian, Dudley's and Hardys. Versus Warrior Hogan. Title for title. Now you guys can No. No. No, not at all. Okay. Um, my choice, from all the, the definition that we already spoke about, which is, oh gosh, no, I can't even say that now because I'm still a Warrior fan. And I loved it. It was amazing. The promos were amazing. I love the ladder match because it was an amazing ladder match. The build to the ladder match. Fudge cakes. <laughs> oh. This hurts inside, e- don't it? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. <laughs> <laughs> We're really going to... Are you going to rock, paper, scissors, and for it? Oh, my gosh. Um, to be 100, I really can't make a decision, and I hate you for this right now. I can <laughs> Okay, go for it. Uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6 because I'm sorry. Uh, as cool as that triple 
threat ladder match was, and as much as it did steal the show at WrestleMania 2000, the uh, emotion of Ultimate Warrior and Hogan at Sky Zone, first time two good guys in a WWE ring went at it, title for title like that. Dude, I mean, yes, I thought it was cool what everyone did in the Triple Threat ladder match, but uh, I have a fucking Ultimate Warrior Hasbro action figure sitting on my podcast table, and if I said anything but Ultimate Warrior, I would expect myself to punch myself in the dick. Allow myself to introduce myself. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, with that being said, I I, I, I I was leaning towards Ultimate Warrior, but I didn't want to. But <laughs> what, I, I was. I was literally leaning towards Ultimate Warrior. But I, I have to take it back to those promos and the setup for Warrior versus Hogan. You know, it, it was just amazing. Wasn't wasn't this the match where where uh, he told where Ultimate Warrior told him? He'd take the pilot and crash dive, take a nose dive. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Where oh, he... Fuck yeah, then Ultimate Warrior definitely. Yeah. Honestly. Fuck yeah. That's from fuck yeah. So that was such a good decision, my Ultimate Warrior action figure fell on its face. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna take... I'm taking Warrior. Okay. Um, I don't really need to give any explanations. The doors are already open. Yep. So next matchup... I know that. Now this, this again is a tough one, and it's kind of uh, how you say poetic because it's Zack Ryder winning the IC title at WrestleMania 32 versus the person he idolizes the most in Macho Man and his retirement at WrestleMania 7, and he also. What's funny, wait, wait, there's more to it. Ryder's gear for WrestleMania 32 was paying homage to Macho at WrestleMania 7. So how ironic and poetic that these two will face each other in the Elite Eight. Cool. What was the what was the Macho Man match? When he retires against Warrior. And Liz comes back. So both, both of these. So I'll go first. I'm gonna go first. Both of these matches, I would say, have an emotional feel. You have Ryder, whose father is brought into the ring and goes to put his cowboy hat on him, and Zack Ryder throws it off him. But that's emotional hug right there um, with his dad for everything he did to get that moment. Okay. He worked his ass off to get to that pivotal point to have that WrestleMania moment. Now, now, how the match ended is pure classic. You're thinking the Miz is going to run away, and out of nowhere, he just boop, pops Miz down, pushes him down, pulls down that belt, and nobody saw that happen. Macho retired. Have Liz, who's in the crowd. So, as a fan, as you know, looking at it now, you look at it, you're like, wait a second, Liz is in the crowd. Something's up. So, in your mind, Liz has to get involved at some point during that match. Okay? People knew she was there. How the match ends, five elbow drops, and Warrior still 
kicks out. Warrior beats him. Sherry berates Macho at the end. At some point, the love affair of Macho Sherry had to end with Sherry losing it on Macho and Liz being in there to make the save. Which then turns Macho baby, which we all agree, Macho is an amazing heel. Um, I, with all good intentions here, I take the Zack Ryder title win over Macho's retirement match only, only because of the buildup that it took and the organic feel to, to him getting to that point and how hard he worked to get to that point. I'm not saying Macho is handed, you know, everything that he got. He worked mm-hmm. his ass off. He's, he's hands down one of the greatest workers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that moment was already there. You knew eventually at some point, Sherry being who Sherry was, was eventually going to leave Macho. And the only reason she was with Macho was because he needed his queen and he felt, you know, had the falling out with Liz and he replaced Liz with Sherry. And, you know, the, you know, the mega powers exploded. So you had to bring, you know, there was edgier feel. And I think Sherry added more to his heel persona um, than, than a Liz does. So I have to go with Ryder winning the title. You know what? I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion. And even though they're entitled to their opinion, it's still wrong. Like yours. Um, <laughs> there's no way in the world that is going over on on Macho with this right here. You know, I mean, that match was too emotional. Like like Dan said, it's too emotional. You know, and Zach, Zach was emotional. Zach was good. You know, oh, my dad's here. Yay. Yeah, but remember, he was added to the match after the match was already announced. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad didn't come out to my match. So, no Zach Ryder. I don't even really know my dad. So, no Zach Ryder. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went there. Oh, I said it. <laughs> So Dan's, no, Dan's, man. Dan's quiet. That means Dan's stewing over there right now. Um. Uh. You know, as much as as much as um, as much as it was cool to have that Zack Ryder moment, and it was more of an affirmation for the fans to finally have Zack Ryder have that moment. Um. Once again, uh, I cry like a bitch at the. Uh, at the Macho Man Ultimate Warrior, I mean, it's so so much in fact that I don't talk about that match because I cry that much like a bitch. So you know where my money is. I'm I'm with I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Warrior Macho Man. Sorry, Ryder. He tried. Made it farther than I thought he was going. That match was gonna be honest with you. All right. Here's where it gets a little. I already know my answer for this. So, literally, you got Park Austin, WrestleMania 13, versus uh, Rock Austin, no DQ. I'm taking Hart and Austin. I'm not even going to give that explanation. I'm just... Hart, Austin, hands out. Hold on. I missed the choices. What are they again? Bret Hart, Steve Austin, the first 
basically, you know, the the affirmation of Stone Cold becoming Stone Cold, WrestleMania 13 versus The Rock and Austin, WrestleMania 17, no DQ match. Mind you, this one doesn't have McFoley in it. It's the, the one after the McFoley one. Yeah, we already established that Foley's gone. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. When, when you changed your vote, you dick. Dick. Yeah. Um, who's taking us? I already, okay. I already, I'm, oh, you I'm, already did. it's up to you two. I'm taking Rock, I'm taking Austin and Bret Hart. Ooh. Um, just talked about this, didn't we, with Austin and Bret Hart. And this is Rock. Grayson Mass. I'm going Rock and Stone Cold. Rock and Stone Cold, final answer. I am going to... I'm the tiebreaker. Fuck. Who put this much power in my hands? Are you guys drunk? It's in your hands. Okay. Um, what, have you got the Nintendo Power Glove? I do. I do, and it vibrates, too. Um, it's like giving yourself a stranger. So... So here we go, gentlemen. Do I go with Hart Austin or do I go with Rock Austin too at the you know in Texas? I think uh, I think we all know where I'm about to go. I'm sorry. As important a moment as it was to have the crimson mask all over the Rock's face in Houston and the big reveal, I think that. Chicago made Stone Cold Steve Austin the guy that we wanted to see in the Astrodome in Houston in 2001. I'm going to go with Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13 uh, submission match. Bye-bye, Rockin' Austin. Bye. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Next up, Kofi's title win versus... HBK Taker Retirement 26 and this is the last match of this bracket this one's tough this one's a hard one to really choose I think I think I know where Dan's going just because I, I think Mr. Sergeant Fury himself has a, a soft spot but it's, it's a tough one for me <clears throat> Um, I'm eating dinner. I didn't hear anything y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it's HBK versus Undertaker 2 at WrestleMania 26 versus Kofi Kingston winning the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, you know, it's, it's, this is a tough one. This, February this, just ended, so you better vote for the black man. Uh, you know, for me, it's... <sighs> See, Dan has a soft spot. I do, I do, because the, you just put me in a in a pickle. Because I'm gonna have to go with Kofi Kingston winning the title at WrestleMania in New York. Whoa! Uh, and the reason why I'm gonna go with this is 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 yes, I have a a huge soft spot for that match, uh, Sean versus Undertaker two, uh, with the retirement streak versus career. I was there, I saw it, um, it was amazing. And, you know, it was a, a great end to to that. But for me, Shawn Michaels was already an established legend, icon, 
Hall of Famer the next year. Undertaker's the Undertaker, and the streak is 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 the greatest. But Kofi Kingston winning the title after god damn almost 10 years uh, more you know fuck since you know what 2009 just wanting to see this dude finally get over and for it to finally happen and have it be so goddamn organic and the crowd begging for it and the quality of work that he and daniel bryan put into it yes there's going to be some people who are like man fuck dan roberts he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about bitch i was there at wrestlemania 26 i know what the fuck i was talking about you could suck my dick i know what the fuck was there and for me kofi kingston winning the title finally what because I'm going to compare this to Shawn Michaels winning the title. So I did it. There you go. Kofi. Okay. So, do you want to go next? There, Mr. Uh, Who, me? Michael Gabriel Soul, Cyclone Jones. My name is Cyclone Jones. <laughs> Dickbag. <laughs> Listen, you've had more names. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I've only had two. Except for yeah, Jobber Jones, that was that one ESW. You have Jobber Jones, Cyclone Jones, Gabriel. Gabriel oh my God! There's someone else telling us who, how many names you've had. There's a fourth party in this That's fucking. Oh my God! So, can I ask a question, Evan? All right, this is completely sidebarring this bullshit. Evan, how many ring names have you had? One. Okay, thank God I'm not the only one. Did I ever tell you? Yes, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm not making fun of you, Cyclone. I have your fucking t-shirt, bitch. Of course I wouldn't make fun of you. You fuck. At least you don't try and dance around like human tornado like someone else. Oh my fucking god. Human, really? You're bringing up the human tornado shit? Yeah, somebody else danced and tried to steal that gimmick because they thought they were very entertaining. Well, well I'm, all I have to say is Cyclone Jones is sexy. <laughs> and he's and he's punched me, and he's punched me in the face four times with no retribution. You know how many people get away with oh, that? Damn, I have, haven't I? Yeah, fucker. Anyway, what's your? <laughs> I'm going Kofi. Okay, because that's where I was going. I I think I already I, I explained that when it was the Ric Flair matchup. Yeah. Did you hear my daughter yelling at you, Dan? I did. Yep. Okay. Um, you know it's cool, but your dad punched me in the face. For no reason, at some times. He wasn't even in the match. He just ran out and punched me and ran back. You know how fucked up that is to be in the middle of a match and be like, Oh, hi, Cyclone. Pop. With that, we are down to the final four. Four. like the horseman. So, again, another poetic matchup here. It comes down to the Warrior WrestleMania six title win versus the man he beats at WrestleMania seven, the retirement of Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, ooh, ah, uh, what a rough. 
Regan against Warriors title win versus WrestleMania 7, Macho Man's retirement. So Macho Man's retirement versus Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Correct. Ooh. Both have Warrior in them. You're right. This is hurting Dan. However, this isn't hurting Dan. This should help Dan. This makes it, it makes it easier just to say the Warrior match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my thing, my thing is, in the Macho Man retirement match, did he tell Macho Man to take the um the pilot by the head and you know no take a nosedive in the airplane, killing killing everybody on the plane suicide? No, Hulk Hogan Macho Man. Thank you. I'm gonna take I mean, Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan. No, 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 no. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. I'm taking Warrior, Warrior Macho, Macho retirement match because it, it, it still uh, holds a candle, and it's again one of my favorite matches of all time. That's because your opinion doesn't matter. God, shit and die. This is this is in my hands again. How, you guys keep making some poor decisions. How did the functional? This really quick because I didn't want to be. How did the function? How did the functional alcoholic end up being the one to make the decisions on this match? Um, okay, I, I'm gonna make this an I'm gonna make this an easy one, um, because while Hogan and Warrior was a great match, was a a great moment. Warrior versus Macho Man was a great match. Thank you. It was it was a better quality match, and more importantly than that, you had two baby. Yes, you had for the first time ever two baby faces going at each other, and yes, that it made you feel this this passion. But Macho Man brought something out in Warrior that Hogan didn't because Macho Man is the X factor in this and Macho Man I do not believe gets the credit he deserves at times during that era for bringing the best out of guys okay and for my money if you were to sit both of those matches next to each other well one of them was held in an arena and one of them was held in the Sky Dome and the to me Warrior versus Macho Man is a better match Yes. Hands down. Especially during the time frame that we were in. No, when, to, me, to, me, to me, that match overshadows Hogan's Slaughter. Yes. The main event during Desert Storm. Am I not... Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right because you have to remember that the the event was moved because of what was going on with Operation uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and you also have to remember that you know the Hogan Slaughter plug-in f- was yes, it was it was it was great. Sergeant Slaughter's the Iraqi sympathizer. Blah 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 blah. It, it suck a dick for me. Macho Man putting his career on the line against the Ultimate Warrior, who both of them were insane with their promos leading up to that, just as insane as flying a plane. To me, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so Macho makes it to the finals. Whatever. 
whatever. This whole tournament is is is, is freaking sham. <laughs> so before we get out to well, actually no. Before we get into the finals, I'll plug one more thing before we get to the final two here. But uh, the last last match of this round is WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart, Steve Austin, the emergence of Stone Cold, the Crimson Mask versus Kofi Steidelman. Just remember, Gabriel Soul. My name is Cyclone Jones, you white piece of... You have white contacts, is Gabriel Soul. I do. I do. I like white women. Yep. I mean, I love white women. Let's have a podcast about white women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's okay. No, my daughter just said, all of your kids are black. Like that, then you, you have to have, you know, junior. No, I'm no, sure. we don't have to have horse white on. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. I knew where you were going, Mike. Damn right. <laughs> and with that being said, with the perfect segue, I'm going with the black guy match. Kofi Kingston <laughs> over Kofi Kingston over the Crimson Mask. Even though the, the proverbial Crimson Mask is an amazing match and an amazing story and an amazing, amazing thing, but I'm still going with Kofi. Because it's still pulled on those heartstrings. He still should have been champion a long time ago. And he finally gave a black man a bone. And he freaking did it. And you you can't eat, can you? you got food flying all over the place. All out our nose. <laughs> but yeah, Kofi Kingston. Hello? Yeah, so I'm going to knock this one out of the park. Um, fuck. I can't believe that I'm gonna i i I, okay that's me trying to get the demons out um (laughs) kofi kingston no 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 i'm about to i'm about to pontificate um pontificate kofi kingston would never have won that title on that night, if Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart didn't lock horns, because I think no, you no, are you ready to listen? Because I have done a very good job. I have done a very good job of always explaining myself. I'm I'm not. Listen, you listen, listen. I, I, okay, I get angry with get angry with the you, white you man. So made me change my yes. So are, right. so, so are you ready? So let me explain. Can I explain? Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay. We like to, we, the, there's an old saying, winners write history. And I fully believe that there is this, you know, passionate group of people that like to believe that the WWF was so much better than WCW. That was so... Their their workers were better. Their storylines were better. They had Stone Cold Steve Austin. They had Bret Hart. They had Shawn Michaels. They had Mick Foley. Oh my God. So much better. 
But what people seem to forget about history is the fact that the loser of this historic fight, being the Monday Night War, almost beat WWF. And during this time, being WWF, there you can say that there was a lot of factors in WWF beating WCW in the Monday Night War. But for my money, there is one guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the reason WCW finally lost the Monday Night War. Why they lost at 83 weeks running as being the number one wrestling program on the planet. And in my honest opinion... If we enjoy watching WrestleMania, if we enjoy watching Monday Night Raw, if we enjoy watching SmackDown, whether it's got a crowd of 15 to 80,000 rabid fans, or whether or not it's got no one and it's performed in the WWE Performance Center with bare minimum staffing. The reason that there is a WWE in front of that is because Stone Cold Steve Austin was captivating enough for the audience to be able to beat the greatest names in professional wrestling and he and Vince McMahon kicked a billionaire in his goddamn dick and bought a fucking wrestling program for two million dollars. And what pisses me off is that there is a large majority of fans who seem to to forget that if it wasn't for this one pissant redneck from Victoria, Texas getting fired by FedEx from WCW, we would be watching WCW Monday Nitro. We would be watching WCW Thunder. We would be watching WCW and we would have the same rehash bullshit that they were trying to shove down our throats after they lost after 83 weeks of dominance. And it's because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That we have any of this shit that we enjoy. So for my money. After Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Everyone needs to bow down to the fact that this one pissant redneck that got fired by WCW. Took a company that could have been bankrupt and lost. And dudes were taking pay cuts and barely making their bills. And he put asses every 18 inches and that's what the fucking job is. Okay. You done? Uh, I'm so stoned and intoxicated I shouldn't speak in public tonight. Alright, so listen... So just a, just a quick rebuttal. It wouldn't even have mattered if it was WWE, WWF, or WCW. Kofi would have still been in wrestling because he's a great pro wrestler. And if it was WCW Monday Night Wars or Monday Night Raw, he still would have got the championship. He would have just got it sooner because WCW appreciates the talent that they have. Oh, oh, are we really going to fucking say that right now? Oh, are you really going to fucking say that? Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, oh. there. Fuck that bullshit. Fuck that. Benoit, Benoit, I, yeah, I invoked Benoit. I invoked Benoit. Rey Mysterio would never have won the World Heavyweight Championship at a fucking Starcade. I don't. Oh. That's, that's neither here nor there. Well, no, 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 no. That is whether here nor there. You that's neither here nor there. No, 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 no. 
you had the four horsemen that compromised of Arn Anderson, Flair, Benoit. I was trying to avoid Benoit conversation. No, no, time. don't avoid the Benoit conversation. But, but Pillman, but Pillman, okay? You had, you had the four horsemen, with, which to me is one of my favorite four horsemen. And WCW dropped the ball by Brian Pillman <laughs> outsmarting the guy who runs it. Brian Pillman went and was like, well, I'm going to go down to ECW. You know, I, you know, I'll still come work here, but I'm going to work. The, the man didn't even know he didn't have a contract. So Pillman shows up in ECW, works ECW, and then gets a WWF contract unbeknownst to the ownership of WCW. To me, at that point, at that point, when Brian Pillman is one of my favorite workers and wrestlers of all time, when that man outsmarts the guy, that's like you outsmarting the owner of your company to get more money. When you have someone outsmart the owner of the company, the, the, the guy that's handing out the contracts, didn't even know the man had a, didn't have a contract, and you're going to sit there and say Kofi Kingston would work for WCW, Kofi Kingston would not have been in WCW. He would have been in Ring of Honor or AEW at this point. I'll be brutally honest. He would have never made it to WCW because WCW relied too much on old-school talent. The guys that were on the show, the top of the card guys, were Goldberg. Goldberg! Okay? An ex-football star. He was on top. Then you had Jeff Jarrett. And it's not, not a knock at Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff Jarrett couldn't get to the top of the WWF. If he was that good, he would have been on top of the WWF. Instead, he was double J, J A, double F, J A, double R, E, double P, double J. <laughs> okay, if he was that good, he would have been on top. Not to mention the WWF, even though it put the belt on Vince McMahon, who's the owner, WCW went and took the belt off one of their prime guys and put it on David R. Tex. Why? Why are all? Why are both white guys yelling at me right now? I'm just saying. I I feel attacked right I'm now. I'm drunk. I need an adult. <laughs> I'll give you something to hold on to. I will be honest with you. I will be brutally honest. Up until Dan Dan made this point, I was leaning more towards Kofi. But because of your jackass comment that you just made, I'm going. To <laughs> you know what? So, so how you got swerved into picking not mankind? <laughs> this is my I'm sticking to you. <laughs> Screw you guys. This whole tournament's a sham. <laughs> like my wrestling career. So with that being said, with that. Finals of this pivotal tournament, but before we get to, to just the deciding factor, I'm gonna ask you guys one thing. Do you guys want to do this possibly for SummerSlam moments? Because we're, we're, we're under the impression that SummerSlam will happen with a crowd. Uh, the Hall of Fame will happen uh, supposedly at SummerSlam. 
So I, I think this would be kind of a fun. And if we could do it all together in one place, that would be really cool. If this whole uh, COVID-19 uh, thing ends and we're, we're able all to congregate again. What's your guys' thoughts? I'm cool with it. I'm like cool. It. It's fun. Yep. As long as uh, Demon King Finn Balor wins it. Uh, I will no, I fucking hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> I think SummerSlam would be a lot of fun, though. I think, I, I think SummerSlam, to me, to I think to everybody, is like the next, you know, is the second biggest event. I used to love Survivor Series um, growing up. It was Thanksgiving Day tradition. And then it, I think Survivor Series kind of, as, as years progressed, kind of, it made no sense for the, the, the pay-per-view name. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like to me, I didn't see the, the heavyweight title to be defended, and then I wanted to survive for series matches. I wanted, who will survive? So, I think SummerSlam, you know, let, let, let's make plans to uh, all meet up in, in, in either New York, Buffalo, or, you know, we could meet in the middle and meet in Rochester, and, and we could do this all live and in person. Your Corona's over. We can meet in Syracuse, isn't that halfway? Yeah, exactly. Syracuse. Mm-hmm. There, there's strip clubs in Syracuse. Though. Oh my lord! In Syracuse, anyway. Oh, I like that idea. Syracuse is planned. All right, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm game. So let's. Uh, which I'm, I've, I'm, I'm so fucking wasted. What is the final matches? <laughs> the final matchup in the finals of this April Armageddon tournament. Is the Macho Man versus Warrior at WrestleMania Seven, where he retires the Macho Man versus WrestleMania Thirteen, Bret Hart, Crimson Mask on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow, that is a tournament finisher right there. I mean, everything. Thirty-two teams. Who will survive? Thirty-two moments. Down to the final two. Two of the biggest moments I in WrestleMania. I mean, two of the hugest moments in WrestleMania history. Um, wow. And, and to me, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Um, I always go for the for the guy that beat my guy. So, with Macho Man being a um very tear jerking moment. I'm going with the Crimson Mask because he beat Kofi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whenever the Pittsburgh Steelers get beat by a team, I go for that team. I'm going with Macho Retire. And again, it falls back on Dan. <laughs> I mean, I was going to... Dan from Smoke Up quicker and then it would have came down to me. But... Dan talked me out of picking Kofi in the last round, so I needed to, to speak up quick. D- Jesus Christ. Don't put the dude, dude, dude. All right, first off, never listen to a fucking thing I say because you don't know if I'm sober or not. Secondly, <laughs> so so we're taking the retirement of Macho Man yep, and, yeah. the ult- and the return right of Miss Elizabeth versus the Crimson Mask versus- of Stone Cold. 
and and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, no, she did not. She looked like mashed ass. So, all right. You know what? I am going to do something I I didn't think that I would do. I am going to go with I'm going to go with a big punch in the dick. Cyclone Jones. I'm on your side with this one. And the reason I am on the side of Cyclone Jones on this one is because WWF was at its hottest during that match. Being Warrior versus Macho Man. WWF was potentially dying until WrestleMania 13 when Stone Cold Steve Austin showed the world just what he could provide the wrestling industry. And in my humblest of opinions, I will say this. Stone Cold Steve Austin single-handedly saved the WWF from being extinct at WCW. So that is why I am going to pick Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart's submission match, WrestleMania 13, in Chicago. And there we have it. We are the champions, my friend. Blah, blah, blah. We are the champions. We are the champions. had a very fun time doing something like this i mean you know anytime you can have conversation and especially during these tumultuous times uh, of not knowing where things are going to be able to look back at the stored history of an event that has been for 36 years a cornerstone in an entertainment form such as professional wrestling it it certainly is is great i respect cyclone jones and Evan McLeod, and thank them for having me on tonight. And more importantly than that, I hope that every single person uh, listening understands the importance of of just enjoying this art form that we call professional wrestling. And more importantly than that, never trust me with a microphone when I've had pot brownies and beer. Well, 
piggyback off of that, I want to thank you guys for allowing the the black guy that loves to get on podcasts and rant and rave and dare people to do me, do something to me because they won't because they're scared because I don't play that bullshit. But um, well, Batman will. Um, I I always always appreciate coming on here. It's an amazing. Amazing time with you guys. You know, we'll talk Batman and we'll talk DC Comics and we'll talk wrestling. So um, this was fun. Maybe we should do SummerSlam. Let's do independent shows. <laughs> Let's get drunk and do independent shows. That's how do you think I managed to do my wrestling career? <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ. Dude, can I can I be honest though? Can I be honest? The yeah, the yeah. the best part about Northern Fury versus the Knockout Gang was the fact that I left my parents uh what was it their for, their 40th wedding anniversary party? Yeah, I left there I left there and was like, first off, I just saw all my siblings. I need to get high. And then secondly, I was like I, I feel like having an okay match tonight. And then I walk in the building and the first thing I hear is, do you still do that Jericho drop kick? Yes. Done. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say thank you to you guys for agreeing to do this. Um, I had a blast. I think the three of us, when we get together, uh, it definitely does provide uh, a lot of laughs, um, especially when, during this time. Uh, we all need it. Uh, you know, with everything going on in the world, sometimes, like like, like uh, Mr. Sergeant Fury, Mr. Dan, Lieutenant Diane, Sergeant Diane said, um, you know, this, right now, during this time frame, I mean, we need something. And, and, and what the WWE right now is giving you tonight and last night, people are trying to knock it and, and, and say they just don't feel it and, and it's not the same... It, you're right. There's no crowd reaction. And the same can be said with AEW. I mean, there's no crowd reaction. But they're trying to give you something to take your mind off of something that's going on in the world today that people are super concerned with. It gives you an outlet. There's no other sports. And I think I, I, kudos to WWE and, and to AEW to everything they're doing to try and keep some sort of form of entertainment out there. Um, to the movie studios that have re- released movies, uh, like, uh, 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 what did we just watch? Outward? Outward Bound or Homeward? Onward. Uh, Onward, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Disney. I mean, that's, kudos to Disney to releasing that. Um, I believe there, wasn't there another movie that was released too, um, with that? But I mean, you know, kudos to people that are trying to, to, give people an outlet and it's same to us we're trying to give you an outlet just to keep you entertained i mean it, it's a rough time going on out there right now um thank you guys again i had a blast doing this um i love our arguments um because they always end with i will punch you in the face or calling each other a swear word or something um would you like to let people know where they can stalk you guys at? nah 
Daniel. Of course, because I'm a fucking whore. So I am. You can find me wherever you get your fine ass podcasts on the following podcasts. You can find me every week on the Necrocasticon, where we discuss horror and heavy metal with a great group of metal and horror guys. You can find me on Mental Health, which is my podcast about uh, the stigma of men's mental health. Uh, I have some terrific guests uh, slated coming up, and it's going to be great. You can find me, along with Evan, on Films of Fury, where we are currently doing a lot of watch-along episodes during these times because there's not a lot of movie news coming out. And also, uh, you can find me on Turnbuckle Talk Radio Podcast with Pat G as we discuss weekly the world of professional wrestling. Does he still go by the G stands for gangster? Yes, he does. Oh, I gave him that moniker. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was supposed to be a su- surprise appearance on that show. I was, I was supposed to be the run-in one night. And it didn't happen because Dan couldn't go or Pat couldn't go. I was very let down. I was very, I was very hurt. Yeah. But, uh, would you like uh, anybody to follow you on your social media accounts, Mr. Cyclone Jones? Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, you know you can find me, the Cyclone Jones, at Twitter, Cyclone Jones fan page on Facebook. And of course, you already know that the orgasms will be happening on the Eye of the Storm podcast coming soon to your fine-ass podcast where you listen to. That's my own little thing right there. But ladies and gentlemen, you know me, I know you, we know each other. Cyclone Jones in the building, and I'm out. And I, Evan McLeod, up with Batman, want to thank everybody for listening to Sports Force today and yesterday. And I hope you take everything we said and enjoy and enjoy the laughter. And I would like you to stalk me. I'm on my, sweating my Instagram. hatred for you right now. <laughs> stalk me on my Instagram. Uh, Evan McLeod 99. You can see the fun adventures of me and my, my children and my wonderful life. There is no Shawn Michaels holding the title belt naked, so you're good. They're all clean pictures on there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Evan McLeod 1. Uh, follow me at UPW Wrestling. I am one half of Tag Team Champions of the World! With my brother Kyle. Uh, we like to have fun. Um, so, at some point, independent wrestling will come back. And we all know this. And I hope it's... Uh, I hope we just gave you a, a fun fun night of uh, laughter. And everybody, continue social distancing. Um, and just remember, we're all here to make you laugh. Thank you guys for an awesome night and uh, an awesome tournament bracket. Can't wait till SummerSlams. <laughs>